This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Jan Pavi, CMO at Nude. Jan, welcome to the BNSFS podcast. Hey, guys. Uh, thank you for having me. That's a pleasure. Terrific. Thank you for coming, Jan. All right, let me set the stage. So when you're looking for a new car to buy, chances are you may check out how long does it take for your future ride to accelerate from 100 to 60 miles per hour. For non-American listeners, I mean 100 kilometers an hour. Obviously, you as an app marketer do not accelerate apps. In space, you accelerate their growth in time. Today, I have Johan to tell you a story of what it took for him and his team to acquire 300,000 users for their fintech app, Nude, during the first year on the market. But first, I always give a chance to every guest on this show to tell their story a bit. Uh, so before addressing the rapid growth of the app, please tell us about yourself. Uh, what is your background in mobile? Yes, I can, I can do that. Um, so yeah, my name is Johan. I, uh, I'm, I live in London, uh, but I'm French originally. Uh, never worked in France, always worked in the UK. Um, I... I started in marketing, and specifically digital marketing, um, after pivoting in my career when I was about 25, 26. Uh, I originally studied um, engineering, so I have an engineering diploma and uh, some like a business master degree. Uh, did a bit of that uh, for a few years in older industries like automotive and uh, and space uh, in the UK as well. So that's how I perfected my uh-huh. my English, which which is not perfect still, uh, but, uh, but I'm getting there. And um, yeah, I decided to change career, uh, stumbled upon Facebook ads that were um, kind of like the, the new thing uh, from, you know, a couple of years before that, two, three years before that, just getting started and uh, and this like new wave of marketing coming up and I was kind of fascinated by um, tech, um, social media, uh, amongst other things. And um, I really liked it. So I started from a site from there. Um, and since then, uh, gravitated towards uh, disruptive tech, uh, mostly tech apps. Um, did a few other things in between, but um, got uh, the chance to work at uh, Deliveroo in the early days, which is one of the you know uh, success story uh, food delivery app uh, company in the UK, and then a little bit later on uh, an app called Depop, uh, which is available in the US, um, secondhand marketplace, fashion marketplace, a bit like Poshmark in in the, well in, in the US, uh, and uh, both in both times led, uh, led digital marketing. Uh, for for these companies, and and now into fintech uh, at Nude. So yeah, that's 
in a nutshell, my parcours.、Uh, the app industry is vast. To navigate this space, you need a directory to look up suppliers and partners, and you need to know who are the best. Visit our marketplace directory at businessofapps.com/marketplace/podcast. And now back to the show. So, Yohan, I got to tell you, as non one non-native speaker and non-English native speaker to the other, you're doing pretty good in English. I'm telling you that. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Okay, so、um, did you say in space? So, what was the working for、um, Airbus or any any other job? It was for、uh, it was for a, supply, a PCB supplier for space programs、uh, to control satellites on the ground.、Oh. Um, so I pretty tech, pretty technical stuff.、Um, I to, uh, so I had to I had to try and sell to Airbus and like EADS those like、uh-huh. space programs European space programs、um, as a as a twenty twenty two year old、uh, fresh out of uh, uh, you know uni. French guy in the UK, so I didn't、yeah. do very well. If you、Pretty、can、tough. imagine, <laughs> <laughs> but it、tough. was. But I think I think it was. I think I I read about this every now and then, and I think that that was probably like train myself in the in the in the fire and、mm-hmm. uh, learning how to sell that way and do you know a little bit of cold calling and actually like trying to turn up to people's office. You know, Airbus office in Bristol in the UK, and like trying to get meetings. I think I learned a lot from that sales experience that I'm using in some ways as a marketer.、Um, I used in in some ways a few years later. So yeah, definitely、uh, important, but very different. Gotcha, Yon. You're the first person on the show who were who worked in space industry.、Um, you know, my my memory, none of the guests. Were related to that that、uh, branch of economy. That's that's interesting. <laughs> okay,、nice. um, let's get back to the new brand.、Um, it's been known in the UK, as we said, so it's not known、uh, anywhere else. So let's introduce what the company does, and、uh, I wonder how its name came to be. <laughs> Good question. So yeah, so Nude is a savings app、um, to help、um, people reach,、uh, you know, their 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 most important financial goals in life. But we started with home ownership, so a little bit like in the US,、uh, owning your home、uh, is a little bit of like you know everyone's dream.、Uh, even in difficult times like we are right now, like. Um, most young people still want to own their their flat or their house eventually,、uh, so we are them doing that、um, through an app with a bunch of features and、um, and it's it's very exciting. the The name came to be、uh, very very simply from from the fact that we wanted to be、um, pretty transparent、uh, with our with our customers, you know, like that kind of no jargon like. Very,、um, very easy、uh, going tone of voice, and so that 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 plays along those lines. That's what we call it. We're not we're not hiding behind fig leaves. That's what we say. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice approach. I wonder, did Apple give you a hard time when you were、uh, submitting app to the App Store? They were asking extra questions. No, or it was pretty easy. No, we actually、questions. we actually got we we actually got featured as a app of the day a couple of times. 
um, without even being like pushing for it. So I think the name um, is kind of fine. Obviously, it has some like drawbacks on 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 Twitter. We've got like the at nude endo, a mm-hmm. four letter uh, uh, four letter endo on 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 Twitter uh, as nude. I don't recommend recommend you typing it. You get some some dodgy stuff. But um, yeah. other than like those like kind of like your things, it's actually quite uh, quite clever as a name. Like when you think about it as well, like there is a there's a another pretty big company uh, that has a fairly similar name uh just called virgin when you think mm-hmm. about virgin as a yeah, group exactly the, the word the, the word itself is pretty uh you know as as other meanings uh that could be uh that could be interpreted differently but is has become so big now that you don't even think of virgin as its original meaning you think about exactly. it as that massive juggernaut of a, of a, of a company right so uh, that's the idea with nude, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. I don't think I, I can remember Richard Branson complaining about the Virgin brand name. It's pretty great. So Virgin Music, Virgin Airlines, Virgin Galactic, it works pretty smooth and efficient. Um, so for uh, every brand, big or small, um, there's always this starting point in marketing uh, you need to identify place or better places for people to discover your brand. So tell me about how did you solve this puzzle for Nude? Yeah, good question. So we we started um, engaging with customers in uh, 2021. There was a lot of uh, testing, finding product market fit, building some features around what we're doing. Um, but at the beginning, and to be honest, till to this day, um, there was there was kind of, a, there was a big opportunity in the savings app space, especially from ownership to come in and really own that, that goal, that objective as a, as a unique selling point. Um, a lot of other apps already existing that, you know, arrived a few years before us, uh, tend to be like all-in-one uh, savings apps with multi-product and kind of a, um, a generic type of uh, of message. So we came in on a market, really differentiated with one goal, uh, which made um, our, our job in marketing with my team like a lot easier uh, because we could really own and focus that focus on that goal and that narrative. Um, I think that 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 was one. Um, the second thing was the, the brand itself. Like that one of the reasons I joined, to be honest, really early on in the journey, uh, as part of the funding, um, first few employees was that, um, the brand was really different from any other FinTech that, that I knew from the UK landscape, um, almost looking like a lifestyle app. So very soft, very soft, uh, um, colors and really focusing on um the the journey to the goal as opposed to the monetary aspect of the product or the or the, the, the the financial aspect of the product so we we have a big focus on time um there's been a lot of research done on like behavioral science with the app uh we really take people on a journey i think people really resonate with that and there was nothing like that on the on the market so i i, 
um, that even attracted me to like to, to come and join and, and do my my best with the team to 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 boost that that was that those two things really started um, uh, us you know putting putting ourselves on the on the market and starting to grow and then the other things that i um, I'm, I'm really fond of because that's my background is is like digital channel in general I think uh, in many industries, but especially on fin in fintech, there's always been a very focused uh, uh, product-focused uh, approach to uh, content and marketing, even to the point that some fintech companies even said that don't do marketing as right. a way to be a bit provocative and be like, you know, like we don't do marketing, we, we focus our product is strong enough, which it, 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 in my view is, is, is complete BS. But um, we, we had this very uh, different approach to content and the distribution of that content that was really unique. And I think people really resonated with that at the beginning. Even with our big budget, we managed to get a lot of engagement, grow accounts on like Instagram, TikTok, and um, you know, the, the, main, the main channels that you can think of pretty fast compared to um, the existing players um just through um having like differentiated content and like really really good like educational entertaining type of content um so i, th I think that covers answers your question at least for the, the beginning part how do we how did we get started yeah that's a very interesting point that you guys uh, were in a position to go on the market featuring one thing uh being really uh, consistent and um, clear uh, what you do for people and it's not complicated it's not over the place you're not trying to sell them a bunch of things at the same time and um, it's kind of remind me uh, just a small story I read years ago in in a book about the work of a marketing agency with Apple when I think they were introducing some product I don't remember what the product was but the the brainstorming was, okay, what would be the ad for that product? And uh, I guess Steve was uh, trying to pitch the idea of uh, having an ad with multiple features presented. And the guy for the marketing agency just tell him, Steve, okay, let me do this. He started throwing a bunch of um, uh, pieces of paper to Steve. Can you, can you catch them? Nope. Here's just one. So see, it's going to be one feature. It's... Um, both psychologically, physically, easier to catch just one point, one thing, one feature. So yeah, um, I, it's it's really beneficial when you can do that and uh, be that relevant and that close to what people are looking for, like this solution for their problem. Now, yeah, no, that's a that's a good example. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's kind of stuck with me. Regardless of a brand and the particular market. There's always this dream, I guess, for every marketer, the moment when people start talking about your product with each other and sharing it and suggesting to their friends, family, etc. It's like as good as it gets. It's word of mouth. Um, what was your team thinking about how to get Ignite this process for the new app? Yeah, so we... Um... We got we got focused uh, pretty early on on how could how, how could we accelerate virality and word of mouth through our product and really focused on 
um, what would be the kind of tier one, tier two, tier three, like layers of network we could tap into within, within our product, which is by um, comparison to what was in the market at the time was not really existing, like saving for your first home in, in most cases um, up until we arrived on the market was a very lonely, um, a lonely road. You know, you do it by yourself, it takes years. On average, it takes five to six years for someone to, ra to raise the deposit, to, um, to, to put the, the, you know, the down payment uh, for, for, their, for their first property. Uh, and it was really lonely. So we kind of uh, thought about this almost like, um, you know, other industry would do it like in, a, you know, uh, uh, like Duolingo would do it for learning a language or, uh, you know, Try and engage engage with our the network of the person using our app. So, uh, with that thinking in mind, we build a few very quickly a few uh, features that helped accelerate uh, word of mouth. One of them was um, uh, and it still is team up. So we were the first one on the market to bring uh, a dual view to the app where you can send a link. Uh, to your partner or your friend that you're saving with. Um, mm -hmm. the, the statistic in the UK is about like, I think 80% of people buy with someone else. So there is someone else that you can attract with, with a feature. And that was really, really clever. Um, and we're still working on that feature. It's, you know, a feature is never, never, never fully done, but we, we started really early on with that feature, uh, brought us some virality um, straight away uh, because suddenly the app works as like a two-player mode. You've got mm -hmm. your combined goal. You work towards it together. It actually increases retention. It increases all the metrics that you can think of that are important for an app because you're you're with somebody else. Um, then we um, launch uh, a feature called Gift Time, where we went okay after the partner. Who else could we tap into? So, uh, in most cases, again. Um, there's something that maybe in the US they also call it call it that the bank of mom and dad, where you mm -hmm. you ask for your parents for some help for the for the deposit. Uh, so we launched something called Gift Time, which allows you very quickly uh, through uh, through through web views, without sharing sort code uh, sort code or, or bank accounts details, for your parents or your friends or your wedding guest or to put on your Christmas list, uh, gift list, uh, to put money into your, into your account. Uh, again, we were the first one to do that in the, the account that we propose um, uh, within, within Nude. And that was very, very important for us because suddenly hundreds of links were shared by that person to their network. And typically that process happens on WhatsApp, uh, Messenger, or... Um, uh, you know the messaging apps that you would have on your phone, uh, depending on depending on where you're in the country. In, in our case, in the UK, it's mostly WhatsApp. But you you suddenly infiltrating WhatsApp groups and uh, family like kind of a one to one type of messaging, which is really cool. And then lastly, for a bit of fun, uh, we launched our official referral program, which. Um, we thought from the very beginning wouldn't really work if we were to give like 10 pounds, give and get 10 pounds, that kind of things, because a deposit for someone on average would be thousands of pounds, right? So something mm -hmm. that would move the needle for us that we thought would be more, more important 
will be some sort of like lottery type thing. So we uh, we give entries to our customers, uh, and if they share uh, uh, their link with someone else, and that someone else comes in, they get more entries to a monthly lottery that we do, mm-hmm. and we give away uh, about a thousand pounds every month to one person. Uh, and that gives another layer of like interaction with our customer to like incentivize them to share links uh, every day uh, to bring more people to 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 the app. So all of these things come out. You can see like they they build up almost like a cake, you know, of like layer of like features mm-hmm. that work with each other. Yeah. Um, that would uh, help increase that word of mouth and that virality. So yeah, that that was our kind of. Uh, approach for the last you know couple of years yeah I, th- I think if i'm not mistaken dropbox was originally behind the idea of sharing the link for the service uh, so people can uh, help them to grow uh you're you're giving away certain features in their case it was a disk base uh, in return they're getting a new customer you're kind of a getting a chain reaction this snowballs rolling bring more and more people to your uh, to your app growing your user base and what you're yep. describing how you decided to approach these guys uh how this psychology work like do you know uh, exactly the problem you're trying to solve not just uh academically in general uh in principle but in real life like what people do when they're like, trying to save for a new house like what kind of obstacles they're trying to solve like uh, what are their social interaction with people around them, their friends, their family? How does it work? You know, uh, you know, these details. If you know this yeah. picture, you're really in a good position to go with a product and solve this problem and be relevant in all these places, all these moments. But unfortunately, there's only that far we can go without spending any time, any money on advertising. There's always this point you have to decide okay, how I will be spending my marketing budget on paid advertising. Uh, so where did you decide to invest? Yes, uh, so that's again. Like we get to my uh, my bread and butter. So I, as I said, I come from uh, paid advertising, paid social, specifically like from like the early days of Facebook ads. So I've always been very, and I'm still to this day, very fascinated by by that channel in general because despite all the chatters and you know the changes happening on all the channels and stuff like i still believe like this is this is if if you can grow with one or two channel as a startup when you get to like your early your first few years one of them typically will be paid and then the other one might be referral might be i don't know if you're lucky a bit of a ceo um but if you can't crack uh, the paid channels as a startup, you're very unlikely to succeed because that's probably the the, the main one where you're going to be able to get some serious return very quickly um, in the, in the early days to kind of like accelerate things. Um, so we we looked into it um, pretty uh, pretty early on because the way for me the way paid um, advertising works as well is is in the macros that's what fuels your top of funnel like when you when nobody knows about you you 
you can have the best viral feature within your product. If you're not a social uh, app, like a social network, uh, that virality is never going to be close to one or above one. So it's never going to be exponential that you don't need to do paid. So mm -hmm. imagine no one knows about your, no one knows about your, your app. You need paid to kind of fuel your top of funnel and you need it to be as cheap as possible with, you know, with having the best quality as possible. And typically like, that's not really rocket science. Like to this, to, in this day and age, uh, we're talking about, you know, the two main channels that everyone probably is on at the moment is, you know, Meta and, and TikTok, right? And when I mean Meta, it's like mostly Instagram uh, and, and, you know, TikTok, every, everyone would know, know about it. So, but even within this um, context, I'm still quite um, uh, amazed by the fact that it's, you can go so deep on that channel. You can go very, very deep on that channel. And like people that are in like the gaming space, they would know like the UA type of guys. Mm -hmm. They would know that there's still a lot of tests and tricks and things that you can do to actually make those channels, like those uh, social channels work very well for you. What, um, what I realized when I, when I um, moved into FinTech and, and joined Nude, which was, you know, effectively my first FinTech experience is like the, the FinTech landscape to be fair, up until now, it's still the case that in most in, in most cases, their best ad would be someone holding the card. You know, when it's a debit card, we don't have a card, we're saving the account, but it would be holding a card in front of the sky or whatever. And that would be the ad. And that, that, that's it. That would be like their best ad. It's just holding the card and just say, yeah, come, come, you know, open an account with us. And as, a, as someone coming from uh, before that, you know, some something like the deep up, which was very community driven, very uh, people driven, and like with a lot of stories and, and community um, attached to even the advertising that we were doing at the time. I wanted to inject like some of that, some of those kind of learnings. So we went, um, we went and and worked with creators pretty straight, pretty straight, uh, straight away, pretty early on. Uh, and, and, and managed to get those channels um, very, very cheap for us. So probably have one of the smallest budget in the fintech mar market in the UK because uh, we're still, you know, getting started. Um, but managed to, you know, managed to, to make some like pretty serious damage in especially like in 2022 uh, where for most, in most of the year we were in top, top 20 or top 30 financial apps Mm -hmm. um with like probably the smallest budget which means our top of funnel was probably the cheapest um so that's how we uh that's really how we you know added like fuel to the fire and having those viral feature afterwards within the app really made you know end-to-end -end paid plus product combined work very well like the virality kicked off as we got more people through the door with uh with very effective ads so yeah Hope to answer your question. Very long answer, but <laughs> no, that, it's all good. And uh, I really like that you, Jan, is somebody who had an experience working in space industry using this analogy. It's not a rocket science because you know a thing or two about rocket science. Uh, <laughs> so you know the difference. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's a really good observation that um, advertising for banks, any financial institutions 
are pretty mundane, pretty standard. Uh, yeah, you can see you get to see a card in front of a camera, and then you're um, asked to you know open an account and stuff. And sometimes I can see ads of financial institutions that are really far away, like too much away from this concept. And you kind of wonder what exactly did they mean? So striking a good balance, being relevant, uh, talking mm. the language people understand, like talk, talking about the problems you're solving with them and not just sticking yeah. with a you know, credit card piece of plastic in your hand. But on the other hand, still not going too far away from the concept. That's that's a good skill. You have to strike this balance. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I know you guys have a newsletter. Um, newsletter, email, it's a great channel. It doesn't work for every generation, I would say. Uh, you know, Gen Z and younger uh, will be introduced to email when they start working for their first job. Before that moment, they have no idea what it is. But um, generally speaking, that's a, that that's a great channel. So, how did it work for you guys for the new brand? Yeah, so we've got so we've got a newsletter called uh, Adultish. Uh, in that newsletter, we don't really talk about nudes. We talk about more generic topics, which uh, which are gen generally about becoming an adult, getting your shit together, which one of these things could be getting your finances together uh, and getting your first home. But it's, it's a little bit broader. It was actually brought to the business before the app got launched, which I really liked. Uh, so it was launched before my time. Um, and, I, and, and, as I, and I, as I grew in my uh, like marketing career, uh, I got more and more interested in, in businesses that think about um, content and distribution uh, and, and talking to their potential target uh, customers before they even have a product. So I was really fascinated by the fact that they had this newsletter that they, really, they, they, they kept launching uh, or releasing a, uh, episodes every couple of weeks. So we kept that on as I came on uh, almost uh, two years ago now. Uh, we are about a like a hundred and maybe 20 episodes at that point that we releasing every two weeks. Uh, and really for us, the newsletter is a brand, is, is an extra, like is a brand exercise on top of what we're doing with the product is to give us an extra thing that differentiates us from everyone else. Uh, I don't think that um, I might be, you know, if I'm mistaken, someone please reach out to me on LinkedIn or, or whatever, but I don't think any other fintech, especially in the UK, have a newsletter like like we do. It's not a thing that fintech have done, but I really like it because it, it's not that complex to put together. You do have to do it fairly early on. Otherwise, you know, like if you're um, Monzo or Revolut in the UK now with millions of customers, you're not going to launch a newsletter now. It feels a bit too late to come and mm -hmm. say like, uh, you know, we, we're doing this exactly. nice thing. Like it's, it's something you kind of have to like grassroots. You have to like start it from the beginning. Uh, so we kept it. It's a nice brand addition to what we do. Uh, it's a softer touch for people who are not ready to start saving with us. They still get some like really nice content. It's interview based like this podcast actually mm -hmm. as well. So we get people from various uh uh, walks of life and jobs and age and you know so um 
yeah, I really like it. It's really nice. Uh, so a lot softer uh, metrics to it. Like I don't really, uh, we don't really track conversions or things like that. It fits within the overall marketing effort, basically, to build our brand. So yeah, this is your channel to speak to the people and uh, be uh, showing off not your expertise specifically with the app, but how well do you know the problem you're solving, the um, and the topics that are, are around this core problem. Um, yeah, that's uh, th that's a great asset to have. Now, um, my next question will be this: Jon, um, being in the marketing space for a while. What would you really like to change about mobile marketing at this point? <laughs> um, that's a good. That's that was a good one because I uh, I don't want to change what I think others are doing badly because I want them to continue doing them badly so we can stand out uh, <laughs> and and hopefully uh, rise to the top. But mm -hmm. uh, if there was one thing, I would say. Um, I do, like everyone else, I do get a little bit uh, bugged down by all the changes in attribution and tracking that happened in the last few years. I, I do wish, sometimes I do wish that I could go more granular, like the ad level uh, to my conversion when I do like app, you know, because we do app um, app campaigns. And that's something that is kind of gone now. So we have other methods, like I mentioned, like more macro level of like um, looking at things um, in combination of all channels and looking at, you know, CAC in, in blended ways. But I do wish sometimes like we could go back to uh, to more uh, reliable granular, like this video in that campaign on TikTok is driving X amount. Um, yeah, uh, that's that, that would be my wish. I, I hear you on. I hear you on. All right, this is the first part of the show. We're transitioning to the second one where uh, I'm asking just a few quick questions. Uh, I want to draw a quick portrait of my guests so people who are listening to us know uh, people who are coming in the show a little bit better. So um, question number one, what smartphone do you have now? Um, are you been switching before uh, between these two giants ios android or staying one side all the time uh so i have a iphone uh i'm, a, I'm an apple person now for for a while i used to i used to have like before i think before my 20s i had like a phase um of like trying like weird Android phones that no nobody had. Uh, I don't even know if they were Android. I probably there were. There was this company. I don't know if they if they even make phones uh, anymore. It was I had a, a phone from the company called Neck N E C. They still do phones. These guys Neck. It doesn't ring the bell for me. Uh, it was it was a long time ago, and I remember uh, when I met my uh, now wife. Um, she, she she used to make fun of me because <laughs> I had this phone and then I went to and, it, and then like about you know 10 more than 10 years ago I think like I, I went to uh, the iPhone side and you know that, that was it I've been on yeah. iPhone for, for never a while look now. back um, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, speaking of all good times, if you can just stretch a little bit farther in time uh, in your past, you remember your first mobile phone, you know, flip phone or feature phone as we call them right now from that period? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I was born in, in 1987. So by the time I could have phone, I, I, I was in the perfect era for the Nokia uh, 3310. Uh -huh. That was my, uh, you know, with the snake game uh that's 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 my classic uh so yeah i had i had that one when i was in was it um secondary school uh yeah nokia <laughs> yeah if there is a there's a kind of a you know transition uh like an evolution of human being there's got to be a stage nokia 3310 like i don't know the Neanderthal man or uh, <laughs> um, uh, or something. Um, imagine you've left your home uh, and your iPhone is sitting on your, uh, you know, on your table. Being outside, what would be the most missing feature for you? Mm. Wait, on my phone or? Uh, be, if like your your iPhone is still at home, you're out. You realize that it's not in your pocket. Man, what will be yeah. the most missing feature? Like you would really feel you're missing. Oh it. yeah. Uh, I guess my um, yeah, WhatsApp, my message, like messaging groups, and you know, being able to message people. Uh, that's probably gonna be number one. Yeah. Connecting right. with people. Uh-huh. Uh, I see. Now, um, is there something that you believe your iPhone is missing? Um, something that you, like, not just looking at the trendy uh, things people are expecting, hardware, software, but something that would make it a better device for you specifically? Oh, wow. Um I'm gonna be I'm gonna be selfish here. I, th I really want I really want uh, at nude. I really want us to build a widget that would be very useful. A widget where you can see your time to buy, your goal within your home screen. That would be really sick. I really want to do that. I think I think not enough apps build widgets. I think they're they're like the Trojan horse tactic to uh, to stay relevant in 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 your you know customers customers phone. So. Uh, yeah, that's what I would say. Very selfishly. Yeah, <laughs> Got it. Exactly. The widget space is smaller. It's not that crowdy. If you get there, you're getting one step closer to your users because they check those widgets even more often than apps. Um, all right. <clears throat> that was my last question. And before I let you go, how can people get in touch with you and get more information about what you do? Yeah, so um, uh, my 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 colleagues make fun of me for being on on LinkedIn a lot. So you can you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, posting almost every day. Um, uh, so Johan Pavi, you'll find me. Uh, that's probably the best the best way to to contact me. But I'm also trying to uh, increase my uh, Twitter following. So you know you can also find me on Twitter and. Give me a follow that would definitely uh, help me. I'm trying to get a thousand followers, so let's uh, let's go. Um, 
yeah, Johan Pavi on on LinkedIn and Twitter. Gotcha, Johan. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with us and being on the show. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you, Artem. Bye-bye. And that was Johan Pavi, CMO at Nude. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Remember, we release episodes on Mondays. So subscribe and you will be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review or comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.